Hi, it's Natasha. And Khalil. And we are the co-hosts of Woke and Free. Thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in to our 200th episode of Woke and Free. If you've been tuning in every week for Woke and Free Wednesday, you know that Woke and Free is all about being real and honest with each other and you. We talk about everything and anything important to us, you, the world, and nothing is off the table. This week, we are asking the following question. Who invented math? Before we dive deep into the subject, a couple of things to go over. First, have you downloaded this episode on WokenFree.com through the Podbean app? If not, please do. It's how you show your greatest support, as well as how you join the conversation. Because if you download the app, then you can put your thoughts in the comments. You can tell us if you know the history of mathematics. You can tell us all sorts of thoughts you have about the episode. So make sure you do that. Now, if you can't, for some reason, go to WokenFree.com and go on the Listen tab so that you can... Pick your platform of choice where you're going to follow and subscribe to the show, for instance, on iTunes or TuneIn or Stitcher or Google Play, our YouTube channel. Make sure you subscribe. SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Pandora. Guys, it's a Woken Free World. Come on. Make sure you're here with us. (laughs) And now, of course, you can also subscribe to the show via email, which is really cool on WokenFree.com because then you'll get email notification every single week for our new episodes. And you can forward that out to friends and family because if you're Woken Free, why wouldn't they be? Now, when it comes to social media, you can always hang with us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, TikTok, Pinterest, LinkedIn, at Woken Free. And then of course, if you have 90 seconds, yes, 90 seconds, what can you do? We ask that you review the show. So go to WokenFree.com, go to the Listen tab, Pick your platform of choice where you'd want to review the show at. We love our five-star reviews on iTunes. I think we could get some more with that. See you end. All right. Then before we start the conversation on this 200th episode, <laughs> we'd like to share a little bit about ourselves. Last time we asked, would you rather enter an archery competition or be challenged to a duel? This week we're asking, would you rather be a famous soap opera star or be given the chance to direct a major motion picture? You're just coming for me because I love Young and Restless. So shameful. Is that the reason? Yes. I doubt it. <laughs> okay. Yes, you probably read it in a book, so yes. I probably got it from a book that you gave me to make these episode questions. How wonderful for me. <laughs> I'm just saying it's a possibility yes. of what you did to me. Muy bueno. See. Si. So my answer is a movie director because you're going to make more money, I think, there. Oh, wow. Quick yeah. and to the point. Yes. That's a really good one. Yes. You know, I like it nice and dirty. All right. That's a good point, though. <laughs> That's a great point you make. Yes, and yours? I would choose the movie director because, I don't know, I, I like the prestige that comes with that. Sure. And the soap opera star seems like you'll just have fans that chase you whenever you go out in public, and that yes. just seems annoying. That, that's that's the part that I don't oh, like. Oh, yeah. The it's movie director is... fawning over you and The movie director is cool because they, yeah. they won't do all that stuff. Like Guillermo del Toro, he doesn't get that. You don't know. Have you asked him? <laughs> I don't. I don't think he goes out and then people are just like throwing themselves at him, like throwing Brad their, Pitt throwing their, you know. Because think, of, think about Brad Pitt going into a supermarket. It's not a good thing. Delicious. You see, it's like that. If you're delicious, these yeah. stars that act, people go or too Michael crazy. Michael Jordan, delicious. They go too mm. crazy. But the movie director, they don't get as much play. It's better. Like I don't think you have raging fans. You don't like just thinking about that. Uh, I think you have fans, but I think that their fans are more reasonable. I would say that I think being an actor, your fans are less reasonable because yeah, people see? are just so 
like yeah, see, maybe the movie directors it might be people that are like into the field yeah. like really they, like they're, they're really like movie cool. buffs yeah, or something it. like that yeah. but actors could just like the actor and they mm-hmm. don't really care they just oh, i'm yes. just a fan of you acting that's really what it's true about that, true that. like a, a movie director is almost like a mathematician they got to keep the numbers Whack all in order <laughs> they have to understand how long the scene is going to be what are the angles of things just think about that a whole that's... lifetime after hearing these horrible <laughs> transitions eh? <laughs> that's a transition i'm just telling you what a movie director does though because they do, so, so movie directors don't choose the angles. That's what you're telling me. What's your question? <laughs> do I have, <laughs> maybe I indeed have a question because they're using angles. Yes. But we got to actually ask, who invented math? Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> so on Wikipedia, there's a page that says the following. The area of study known as the history of mathematics is primarily an investigation into the origin of discoveries in mathematics and to a lesser extent, an investigation into the mathematical methods and notation of the past before the modern age and the worldwide spread of knowledge, written examples of new mathematical developments have come to light only in a few locales. So from 3000 BC, the Mesopotamian states of Sumer, Akkad and Assyria followed closely by ancient Egypt and the Levantine state of Ebia began using arithmetic, algebra, and geometry for purposes of taxation, commerce, trade, and also in patterns in nature, the field of astronomy, and to record time and formulate calendars, which I thought that this paragraph was just like super compelling because when (laughs) learning about history and stuff like that, a lot of it has escaped my mind. Public school, it's not the best. (laughs) but i don't remember matt the history of mathematics forming in uh like it being talked about in africa i remember them talking about it with like greece and and stuff like that but not african history and i thought that that to me made the most sense reading that because life began in africa so thus math began in africa thus everything began in africa (laughs) yeah that's so i was just like super excited about that statement all right that's good and Mm -hmm. i also i dug a bit further and Mm -hmm. i found on a website Mm -hmm. that when it comes to measuring and counting the lumbumbo bone dated back to thirty-five thousand years bc was first discovered in Lubumbo Mountains of Swaziland, and that was actually used to track menstrual or lunar cycles. Interesting. So that's like the oldest measuring apparatus that, that's that, in Africa that well? we found. Yeah, that's in, yeah, Swaziland's in Africa. Mm. Um, and then also when it comes to fractions, algebra, and geometry, a papyrus from perhaps the 13th dynasty of ancient Kemet shows 25 mathematical problems. And that now is currently being held in Moscow, and it's titled the Moscow Papyrus, but it has all sorts of those fractional and algebraic problems that, to that time, we didn't know even existed. We oh, didn't wow. know that they were using that sort of math. I wonder why it's in Ro- Russia. Right they, I think they <laughs> looted it? that, yeah. Nice. They stole it out of Egypt, basically, because mm. Kemet is the older, that's the original mm-hmm. name of Egypt. Wow, that's incredible. So now when we think about math, is what is it better to say or what's more appropriate? Was math discovered or invented? I think this is more a philosophical question and it could be definitely debated, but mm-hmm. I think many argue is, is that it's actually both. A PBS article notes that the modern mathematical theory, which describes how light and matter interacts, mm-hmm. matches up with the measurements made by a group of physicists. The invented theory matches the measured discovery. So in that mm. case, uh, that's I would point to that 
math, it can be discovered and invented. So it's not one or the other. It kind of like coincides. Mm -hmm, It exists, mm -hmm. but you still can discover its existence. Absolutely. Yeah. So on an article I found on Science Focus, they said over centuries, mathematicians have devised hundreds of different techniques capable of proving the theorem. In short, math is both invented and discovered. So uh, some argue you can't dis- distinguish it. It's just like it yeah, blends it's together. It's hard to say, right? Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. If it exists and you find it, did it always exist or did you just find it mm-hmm. and it never was before? Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's a weird question. Yeah. What can we learn about the history of math. So I think for this uh, conversation, I think just what's really important is this understanding that like, and some people argue it, right? Some people, it's not a unit unanimously accepted that life began in Africa, which is bizarre. Yeah. They're trying to disprove that, which has not been proven. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, life did begin in Africa. And so what's important to know about that then is that we had uh, thousands right, of accomplishments and discoveries that also date back to ancient African history. And the value in understanding that, especially as a person of color, is to understand that like you come from a history of greatness and that it's not just slavery, right? Because whenever, especially in, in the being an African American culture, like being a part of this culture here, is we always go back to slavery and you know the torturous experience of the black narrative in America, right? Four hundred years plus of slavery, but our history is quite more expansive than that, and that we have things like the history of math that that began back then from our ancestors. And so it's something that can give us pride. It's something that can make us feel empowered that we come from a, a lineage that created this and, and discovered it and, and, and use this to the advancement of our societies. And we had societies and, and royalty and, and still have it to this day. So it's, it's, I think it's uh, the biggest thing is the empowerment piece. I think for me, at least, what about you? You're now listening to Woken Free. Woken Free. Woken Free. Woken Free. Woken Free. A podcast about keeping it real and honest. Yeah, I mean, you make a good point about that because we don't see that we had any contributions to Mm -hmm. actual important discoveries for our civilization (laughs) that we know. Like, we just see it as only one group actually pushed human race forward. That's what we're taught (laughs) in school. There was one superior race and they did it all. That's basically what it was shown, but it's not true, right? We don't see that these ancient civilizations, they actually, they came up with a lot of these theories and the modern century. Yeah. yeah, And they were using them, but it's, it it was actually, it wasn't even known by the modern day people. They had to Mm -hmm. like rediscover these theories. So it's, it's interesting to know that our people. We're actually doing this stuff way before Others somebody think, claimed it. Yeah. Then that it's, it's, it's good to know that. I think that we often give credit to whoever published an essay about the theory, but mm. there's like many undiscovered mysteries that we, it leaves it open as to who actually first used this sort of math. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of messed up when we just blatantly give somebody credit and don't leave the doors open and say, well, they took yeah. credit for it, but technically this person made it. And yeah. that that happens a lot with all these discoveries mm-hmm. where somebody else, like an assistant, found it, where assistant mm-hmm. made the artwork yeah. and then the person takes credit for it and maybe just like did one brushstroke, you know, stuff like yeah. that. So I think it's good to know that there was other people involved in actually getting society where it was. Absolutely. And not just what the history books show us. Mm-hmm. Here we go, yo. Here we go, yo. So what's the, what's the, what's the scenario? It's scenario time, guys. Scenario one. 
Dimitri finished high school a few years ago, but wonders how civilizations survived prior to the invention of math by the ancient Greeks. He wonders how civilizations erected large structures and were able to successfully grow crops. Is there an answer to his conundrum? Yes, it started in Africa. <laughs> <laughs> that was easy. Yes. Uh, that wow. the Greeks, they had their accomplishments, right? But like any other culture and community, but uh, let's not stop, you know, playing games. And <laughs> for us to have those pyramids, for us to have all the things that we had in Africa, obviously math was involved, guys. Like, <laughs> that's yeah. like... I mean, it's like, you know, as if, right? Like, how could you not Just have Just growing that? the crops and yeah. agriculture involves All following that. seasons. Like, how did they, how did they embalm people? How did they do any of that stuff if they didn't, weren't using calculations yeah, there was in counting. some way? All you that was to, going on. <laughs> strategy and planning and, 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 and science and math were a part of how they, we had civilizations elsewhere. So, uh, I would suggest that Dimitri open up a book outside of whatever books he's using because it's obviously missing quite a bit and he would have less of a conundrum. That's true. <laughs> Your thoughts? My thoughts are is if he so this is he finished high school already, so he could throw out all that information that he got <laughs> and actually go look up the real studies that have been done and people actually visiting the countries where this stuff is actually in existence still, mm. where you can actually see what was written by those civilizations. So he could either go and trek to those countries or he can just find the people that did that. And review their material, and then mm-hmm. he'll see that, oh, I guess it wasn't the Greeks who did everything first. I guess they actually learned from a, a civilization prior to them. And that's where they actually were able to come up with some of this stuff. And then kind of filter it down to what they have now. Yeah. So go to the original, don't go to this, like, this fake stuff that you think is the originators. Like, go and look. And don't just listen to what you were told in high school. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> it's not the answer. Mm-hmm. Scenario two. Kiana is adamant on giving people credit where credit is due. She knows for certain that math could not have been invented only tens of thousands of years ago. Instead, she wants to go to the big history book publishers and have them edit the information to include the ancient civilizations as the math inventors. Could her plan succeed or should she do something different? So I think what she wants to do is admirable. I think that, you know, history should be told correctly, right? But history is typically in the eye of the beholder. And unfortunately, in our educational system, there seems to be a lack of, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, uh, of clarity and or other intentions that go behind how these books are written and what the information is, what information is selected to be shared. So I would say she definitely should communicate her proposals to different publishers to try to change the information in the books. However, there are other things that she can also do. She can also create her own platform of like, know the real history or, or, you know, don't believe the hype and, and put the information out on her own, right? She doesn't have to wait to only have that information be accessible through these publishers because there's no way of confirming that they're actually going to do what they need to do. Uh, but if you come across information and you, you know that there is a misinformation going on that you can actually do something about it. So, uh, yeah, I would, I would recommend that she probably start a blog, that she probably, you know, try to connect to media, write articles, do social media content in addition to her proposal of information that, you know, to pitch to change the textbooks. Yeah, I mean, I think this is an uphill battle. I don't see how you can just change these big publishers and tell them to edit. I think they're going to do their own thing because they get money 
really easily from getting these schools to buy those books. So yeah. I don't think they're going to try to make these big edits. It's better for her to just start her own platform and mm-hmm. make books and pitch that as like the real history or do whatever she wants on her own platform. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to be easy to change this, these other publishers minds yeah. that that doesn't make to me. That doesn't make sense. I don't, I, I wouldn't agree with doing that. She definitely needs to do something different in my mind. Mm-hmm. Scenario three. Tondalea is a Zoomer, or Generation Z person, writing a research paper on the origins of math. She is hard-pressed to find much information about ancient civilizations and their contributions to math on the internet. What are her options for getting the information she desires? Great question. So this is, I think, brings into a place that a lot of people don't like to visit or undervalue, which is called a library. It's a really wonderful place to visit. I love it. It's like so amazing. They're phenomenal. They're phenomenal resources that are not available even online that you can find in places like that. I know, really weird. But (laughs) definitely uh, trying that, I think, is one place as well as... Maybe even connecting with some, and I know this might be a little bit hard from a language perspective, but even reaching out to some uh, historians or, you know, research places or whatever in either in different parts of Africa or whatnot. But I'm sure that they have an accounting of (laughs) the historical achievements made in Africa, in Africa itself. So (laughs) I think that there are different ways to go about it. You can't just say, oh, if I can't find it in a simple Google search, it must not exist. Like, actually not. There are other places and resources. You just have to be resourceful and determined. And, uh, you know, if you, as I say, if there's a will, there's a way. So, Yeah, I think you make a good point about the historians. And I think she needs to reach out to historians that don't get much play, actually, because there's actually a lot of them out there that tell you information that you've never heard before. So mm. I think she needs to reach out to them and find out how she can get more of their material because often mm-hmm. their stuff isn't all available online. So if she reaches out to them directly, she can maybe, I don't know, send them some good cash and they'll send their back some or their material. I don't or know something. if she has to pay cash or it. I mean, I think. Or, you know, on credit card credit, or PayPal, whatever. I think if you, if, depending on what your proposal is. But you is, might have you, to pay though, you know, because these people aren't. It depends. They're yeah. not. They're not just like sitting here just sending out stuff for free. Yeah, yeah it depends. I, I think if you're you, if you're doing you a documentary money, or something or like yeah, it just depends on what you're I, doing. I just what say the proposal is. I just say she need to be prepared to open her wallet because these people they need they need money too. They got to live. Yeah, yeah. Because often they don't get supported because they're not mainstream historians. Yeah, so I know. they're not going to be like invited to do all yeah, these. So talks. maybe I mean maybe if she gets <laughs> a grant a or something to produce some type of maybe that book do, or yeah. she can documentary, pay then she can pay out these historians who can you know drop the real information in there. Because people don't realize that they just want people to work for free and they want you to give them information oh, for nothing. And it's kind of messed up. They're just like, hey, can I just get this information? I'm not going to give you anything oh, in return. I mean, and they're hello, like, yeah. Well, I mean, we can, but you know, we do like to eat as well. We like to have food Listen, under our plate. Electricity is nice, guys. These yeah, nice see, luxuries here. Because so. people often don't think about that. They're just like, well, I have a job. You should just get another. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, they're doing their job. That they're their doing job. the research. Yeah. They went and visited places. They spoke to people. They did mm-hmm. all that work. They want to kind of be compensated a little bit. So. Yeah. Don't be afraid to pay up a little bit. I mean, yeah. they can't be they can't be unreasonable. Like, I mean, if they're yeah. asking for like thousands of dollars, then you gotta be like, hey, that's come on. It depends. It depends on what the ask is. It depends on what the proposal yeah. is. But yes, I, that is a good point. Yeah. So I just want to put that forward because people know that mm-hmm. if you're gonna do the research, you know, maybe get some grant money, prepare yeah, or something, absolutely. and be ready because the stuff is not free. That's all yeah, I'll say. Absolutely. <laughs> we, <laughs> we are at it's that true. time again. <laughs> Is it coming to the end of I cannot believe it? 
our 200th episode of Woke and Free. This week we discussed something super cool, and the question was, who invented math? Come back next week for the new Woken Free Wednesday episode. Make sure you follow us on social media to follow along with the conversation, and make sure you tune in next week for Woke and Free Wednesday to join the conversation at wokeandfree.com. Absolutely. If you'd like to be a guest on our show, as you know, we are definitely looking into potentially having some guests on later in the year. And where do you, what do you do to kind of put yourself out there with us? Go to our contact us page at wokenfree.com and specifically state what you'd like to share. What is your specific pitch? Now, again, wokenfree.com is W-O-K-E-N-F-R-E-E.com. When it comes to social media, always hit us up on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, TikTok, Pinterest, and LinkedIn at wokenfree. And then, of course, all sponsorships and collaborations, stuff like that. Same place. I said it before. Say it again. Contact us page at WokenFree.com. If you didn't already subscribe, please do share the episode and make sure you come back to join the conversation every Wednesday for Woke and Free Wednesdays. Remember, Woke and Free is more than a podcast. It is a way of life. Until next time.